The number one question we get from listeners is, do we have a written step-by-step roadmap to guide you on how to train your dog? We don't, but Standing Stone Supply does. They're the creators of the complete step-by-step dog training program that takes your dog from brand new puppy and gets it well on its way to that finished dog you've always dreamed of. They've mapped out the timelines to help guide you, the videos for every step of the way to show you, and even have the needed gear made into shopping lists to make it easy to supply you. Check out the course at StandingStoneSupply.com to gain unlimited access for all current as well as future lessons and be sure to use the code GDIY to save 10% at sign up. Being an upland hunter in the south nowadays unfortunately means a lot of travel to try and find birds for my dogs. This means it's even more important that my map scouting is reliable to justify the effort. This is where Onyx comes in. I can honestly say that Onyx directly impacts the level of success I find on my trips. Whether it's the private versus public land boundaries, the expanding number of unique layers and features by state, or the 3D mapping capabilities, my initial step in planning my hunting trip starts with Onyx. To know where you're going, you have to first know where you stand. Check out Onyx Hunt Maps and use code G. GDIY 20 at checkout to save 20%. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. GDIY profiles are bonus episodes that tell the stories of how your everyday handler got into the gun dog world. You will hear plenty of examples of what to do as well as what not to do and how they learn from those experiences. These episodes are being put out to tell the honest stories that we as do-it-yourself dog handlers can all relate to. If you think it would be a good fit for a profile episode, please go to gundogityourself.com and complete the form and we may get back to you so that you can share your story. Welcome back to another special edition of GDIY Profile. This time we're joined with Tim Holmgren. Tim, how are you doing tonight? Oh, pretty good. All right. Well, we got you on here because we want to hear your story about how you got involved with bird dogs and how long you've been doing it and everything else. Sounds good to me. I uh, just started this whole this whole bird dog gig. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, start us off. Where are you coming from? So I'm from central Minnesota. Um, yeah. All right. Homeland. Northland. And so you got plenty <laughs> of rough grouse opportunities then, huh? Oh uh, yeah. Quite a bit. Yep. They're all over the place up here. Must be nice. Yeah. No kidding. So, so you said you're pretty new. How, how long have you been doing this? Um, so I picked my dog up, uh, Let's see here, I think uh, May first, the last year. So ever since then, <laughs> awesome. So you've gotten one hunting season. Did did you get your dog out uh, this past fall? Yeah, I I, uh, I hunted him oh I don't know thirty forty times. Oh wow! <laughs> so just a couple times. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you're like, yeah, I'm brand new at this, but uh, it sounds like you've hunted more in one season than a lot of people will get in like three or four seasons sometimes. Yeah, I get off work at, I don't know, one in the afternoon, so I beeline home, and I get home around two, so I throw my dog in the truck and the shotgun and beeline out to wherever I go, and I hunt pretty much every day. <laughs> I'm literally shaking my head. I'm so jealous right now because 
I struggle, <laughs> I struggle to find a place to exercise my dog with where I'm at with uh, work and how far I am from home and stuff like that. So, and you get to go out every oh, day. Oh man, you're in a great spot. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not if I'm not bird hunting every day, I'm bow hunting. It's I kind of try and rotate and keep a happy medium there. Otherwise, uh, I'm, <laughs> I hunt every day from the middle of September till you know everything closes up. Even then, then I coyote hunt most days. <laughs> so sounds to me like you're single then, huh? <laughs> no, I'm married. Oh wow! <laughs> so happily you, married. So you build you build brownie points the rest of the year, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I kind of lay down by my dish, you know, when I'm not out hunting. And when, when everything closes up, I lay down by my dish and let my wife call the shots. <laughs> I hear you. That's a good plan. That's well, a good plan. Let's let's uh, rewind this real quick. Let's go back to the very beginning. Uh, what made you want to get a bird dog? So I was real big into the archery hunting whitetail thing, and uh, <laughs> the antler thing started kind of getting out of hand. <laughs> you gotta... I get so nuts about it, and it's so. Uh, I mean, I, I do it by myself all the time, and uh, I was like, you know, I really want to start doing something with people and. I've been talking about getting a bird dog for a while, just kind of hee-hawing or whatever. So there is this uh, veteran organization, uh, and a, a breeder donated a puppy. So then they decided to, um, you wrote, so my wife found it and wrote in, and they selected me to get this puppy from a local breeder. They just happened to be actually down the road a ways, and they selected me. So I went and picked up my dog, and then I... Uh, <laughs> kind of went from there <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dog did you get no i got a german wire hair awesome how's that been uh you keep boy or girl dog no it's it's a he i okay. named him hero because it's hometown hero so i named him hero that makes sense. <laughs> perfect so uh does hero stay in the house with you or is he an outside kennel dog oh oh no my wife makes sure he stays in the house <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome nice and spoiled yeah, he, he she even lets both of us sleep in the same same bed with her. <laughs> <laughs> so, so was it kind of a surprise for you? I know that you said that you were kind of looking to get a bird dog, but your wife wrote in for you on be, uh, on behalf of you to this organization, Hometown Heroes. Did you know that it was coming, or was it kind of a surprise call? Like, hey, congratulations, you're going to get this dog. Well, my wife saw. It was a surprise that my wife wrote in on it, but she kind of told me, oh, hey, I entered you in this. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, that ain't, <laughs> that ain't going to go anywhere, you know. So, And then all of a sudden they uh, called and um, picked me, and then I was like, oh, great. <laughs> I don't even have a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have a shotgun, and here's a bird dog. to Walk us through. I mean, tell us the story. You got the dog. You all right, let's start training. Tell us about the training process and, and how you kind of downloaded all the information to do it. So a lot of it was listening to podcasts, a lot, uh, you guys, and then uh, Ron Baines um, on the wing. And then what's it, Project Upland. I listened to a lot of that. Then, you know, YouTube checked a lot of that stuff. Standing Stone Kennels, I checked out quite a bit of their stuff. Their stuff I implemented a fair amount. Um, but otherwise I just kind of started with obedience and then the first, I'd say the first, this, well, this year I just pretty much tried to get recall down because I, I figured at least I could have fun if my dog would listen. 
a little bit, you know, on yeah, coming to yeah. me when I called. That'd be nice. Yeah. So, uh, and the fact is you're not going to have fun if your dog doesn't listen to you. No, no. Um, we tried the group. So he was probably about six months old when I started hunting him, and we tried the rough grouse thing, but, uh, he likes to, I'd say his natural range, I would have to guess is, um, farther than what you would prefer for grouse. Okay. And then, um, he, he also figured out, it took him about 10 minutes to figure out that when chipmunks chirp, that's where he, he wanted to go. <laughs> So he kept chasing that stuff around and, um, I had a real hard time being able to see him and keep track of him. So we kind of, we dabbled in the, in the rough grouse, but we ended up doing, I liked the pheasant thing more when that opened up because I could see him work. I knew where he was. And if he was not, when, when we were grouse hunting, if he wasn't listening to me, I couldn't make a correction. Sure. Cause I couldn't see him cause you know, it was early and it gets pretty thick up here in green. Yeah. So with the pheasant hunting, I could see him, and if he wouldn't listen, I could make him make a correction with the caller, or I could at least see what he was doing. So we did more of that this fall. Um, towards the end, he started started behaving better, you know, because he started maturing a little bit and figuring it out. So we'll probably try and hit the grouse thing a little harder this fall. Yeah, that makes that makes but, a lot of sense and smart with the e collar, especially with a young dog. You don't know for sure what they're doing, so you don't just go and hit them when you don't know what they're doing. Yeah, he. he I, otherwise, I felt like <laughs> my wife would ask me. She so we'd go grouse hunting, and she'd go, "Oh, did you have fun?" And I, <laughs> no, not really. I lost my dog. So, I'm uh, covered in briars, and I'm I'm sweating from head to toe. But hey, we got a limit of. <laughs> woodchucks or, or chipmunks sorry yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah chip, oh man that that thing the chipmunk would chirp 100 yards away that dog would hear it and just beeline for the chipmunk <laughs> oh wow <laughs> but uh i actually did my dog did we did we did uh flush a grouse and i shot at it missed it of course you know and then my dog just takes off and i couldn't uh i couldn't hear the bell i couldn't see my dog i didn't know what to do <laughs> But my dog, he really likes gunfire. So I was like, well, what the hell? So I shot, shot around off in the air, and here come my dog back looking to see what I shot at. So, <laughs> so, when, so when you're saying that you're, you're working and concentrating on recall, there's a reason for that with this dog then, huh? Yeah, he likes to kind of likes to do his own thing, but I'm getting that out of him. It's just taking time. And I'm not, I'm not experienced by any means. So I'm kind of, we're all learning it at, you know, we're all learning it this is our first year so. Absolutely. So there's a lot of stuff I've picked up on and I'm going to try and get more into the in more intense stuff this next year, you know, with um, yeah. steadiness and force fetch. Hopefully I can figure that out and stuff. So, oh yeah. The inevitable force fetch. It's fun right there. So besides recall, is there anything else that you're kind of working with them even around the house? I mean, what, what, what were you concentrating on besides recall? this first season so so i did um like around the house i tried to uh get them get them familiar with the woe command so i didn't have a table or anything so i used the tailgate on my truck i guess and i'd set them up there and i I'd, I'd use the clicker you know so i'd set them up there tell them whoa and any movement he'd make i'd correct it and when he'd hold still i'd click it and give him a treat you know and we do that uh so I get off work pretty early at one. So I just do that about twice a day usually. Okay. Um, just do that. 
Um, he seemed to pick up on that pretty quick. He, the dog is <laughs> smarter than I am. I teach him stuff without, <laughs> without trying to. And then, uh, so I did that for a while and then the kind of around the house, I, you know, did the clicker woe thing. And then, um, yeah, he's, he's actually fairly good about it as long as you can see me now, you know, so I make him woe before I let him outside or before uh, I feed him, I make him woe on the other side of the room. I'll go put his dish and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise that's, that was about it. I really only had the summer with them. I guess this summer I did uh, a lot of water work with them. Um, there's a few lakes around here, you know, living in Minnesota. So I just drive down the road to a boat ramp and I got him going in the water. Um, you know, at first he didn't really want to get his bones wet, you know, so that took a little while. <laughs> and then after that, then, then he got used to it. You know, it took, it took like one or two sessions of him just a little further, a little further. And then after that, he'd, he'd go all the way to where, whatever I throw out there, he'd go get it and bring it back or mostly bring it back. So do you duck hunt at all? Did you try that with him at all this season? I don't, I don't duck hunt. Um, I was actually trying, I have friends that do, and I was trying to, trying to, trying to tag along with them, you know, kind of, uh, you know, Hey, can we shoot some ducks and I can see if my dog can go get them. But they were always going with other friends and stuff. And I didn't want to be a, a hindrance or whatever. So I just kind of wanted to do it to see what my dog would do. Yeah. Because it's quite an investment to get into duck hunting, you know. Then you need decoys and blinds and all that stuff, and I don't know. Yeah, chipmunk hunting is a lot cheaper. You just need a pair of boots and a shotgun and a bell on your dog. Yeah, and field mice. Yeah, he really likes those, too. (laughs) Yeah, mine loves mice, too. So did you get the dog as a puppy? Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, I think, 10 weeks old when he got him. Okay. Good deal. So you really haven't been pushing anything too hard take him to swim and if he wants to fine and if he doesn't want to that's fine too yeah i didn't i didn't i haven't really i haven't really forced anything on him i've kind of taken it as it as it comes you know so like with the recall thing um my dog dragged a check cord around all fall when we went hunt whether we were hunting or not he drugged a check cord everywhere we went um if he starts being a little bit of a jerk you know then I'm, i still put it on him and i make him i, I use the check cord Okay. I started, I started with like, uh, like a foot and a half piece of rope and just tied it on him for the, for a couple of days. And I just let him get, cause he wants to chew on it and act all stupid and everything. I just let it be until he got so used to dragging that little piece around. And then when I put the big, you know, the 20 footer on him or whatever, then he doesn't even notice it's on him. Yeah. Just got him used to the big long check cord by using the sm- Shorter one makes sense. Yep. Yeah. He could drag the little one around the house and doesn't knock over lamps or anything, you know? Yeah. So, so has there been any funny, interesting training mishap stories as you kind of break into this world? Like you said, you're, you're, you're watching YouTube, standing stone, listening to podcasts. So, so we know there's been a couple of training scenarios that, that hadn't really gone to plan. So you got anything good for us to hear on that? Yeah, I think I think I got a good one. So, so I was. Everybody says wild birds, wild birds, wild birds, right? So, I was like, all right, well, we're gonna go out and find us some of these wild birds. <laughs> and it was before season started. 
So, you know, I do a lot of archery and stuff in his past. So I was like, well, I, I might, I can find one of these wild bird things, right? So we take them, we take them, I take them out to some spots where I've bow hunted and seen grouse and woodcock and stuff like that. And we're going around. <clears throat> so we flush the woodcock. Just goes off, you know. Dog didn't see it, nothing, you know. He, he goes over, you know, because it flushed right underneath my feet. So the dog comes over, smells. Smells a little bit on where it was and kind of, you know, gets his little, t- his little nub kits going, you know, and all right, cool. Well, let's see if we can find any more of these. So we go, we go out and around. So it's, you know, like early September, it's pretty green. And we go out and around, we're coming back and there's kind of been the same type of uh, terrain or brush or whatever you want to call it. You know, all of a sudden my dog's in there, you know, working about five feet off this little trail. All of a sudden, he just locks up on point, and I'm like, oh, cool. This is going to be one of them woodcocks, you know. We're going to go in there. I'm going yep. to flush this woodcock for him, right? So I start walking up, and all of a sudden, my dog just starts biting in the air at things. I'm like, what the heck is this? So I get I get in there, get close. He pointed a dang ground hornet nest. Oh, and he no. <laughs> just, just stinging him. He's just full of these things, and I just, I just, oh, you know. Get the hell out of here, you know. So I'm yeah. driving in there, my dog won't listen. So I'm trying to get him. He's trying to come to me, and these, these hornets are just, just stinging his ass. And I'm swatting, swatting hornets off. I'm trying to get my dog to come pick him up. I'm running down the trail, beating hornets off my dog. And, uh, yeah, that was bad. Oh, man, <laughs> so I, I wish I had a video do. of that. <laughs> it, 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 it had to be funny. I had him. I threw him on the ground Hold him on his side and I'm beating all these <laughs> And I didn't know what the heck. I was like, oh, I don't know. Some people are allergic to hornets, I guess. I don't know. Are, are dogs allergic to hornets? So I called my <laughs> right. wife, told, told her to get on Google, told her what happened, you know. So my dog, uh, I'm like, well, he's not swelling up or anything. So he, <laughs> it was the only time he's healed the whole way out of the woods. <laughs> he was right and by I didn't your side. Have to tell him, yeah, you don't want to bug me. And then, then of course on the way out we flush the grouse on the way out because you're like I don't know probably only like a mile back but you know it takes time all these perfect training scenarios with birds you know my dog didn't even want to leave my side we get back <laughs> throw, give him some Benadryl and then <laughs> I don't know it was <laughs> that's great you know I'll give Hero the benefit of the doubt he must have been pointing a woodcock and there happened to yeah. be a hornet's nest close by. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go yeah, with that. let's let's go with that. Evil Woodcock planned it out like like that. Yeah, you you hear about porkies and skunks. You know, I think that's the first time I've heard about 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 ground hornets uh, in the upland world. I'm sure it's happened before, but that's not exactly what you p- went out planning for the day. I'm sure. No, i He doesn't. He doesn't like them. Um, I didn't get I didn't get stung once. So many times she got stung. I don't, I don't know, but it was <laughs> it's quite a bit. Well, it's it's really refreshing to hear that you're that you're going about this really lighthearted. Uh, even though he's chasing mice and and pointing hornets' nests or whatever the case may be, uh, the fact that you're able to laugh about it is great because he's he's still a very young puppy. Even even now, he's still young. So. You know, you're brand new into this, but keeping that mentality of we're not going to force anything, we're just going to kind of take things as they come. I think that's great. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much what we've been doing. Is I've kind of just 
once I got something going and I could tell he's getting bored, I said I'd try and move on to the next thing. Um, he's starting to get hard headed a little bit and, you know, growing up, getting a little bit more independence. Yeah. So now that's when I'm starting to think I'm, I need to start doing more of the force fetch and, um, and, and, uh, get them completely wool broke. I signed up for, um, so I'm a member of NAVDA and I signed up for a steadiness, uh, seminar with a trainer from, uh, Pennsylvania. I can't remember what his name is, but we're going to, I'm going to, me and Harold are going to go to that. And uh, I'm, I'm looking at furthering this to the next step. This was kind of just, this last fall was just fun for both of us. Kind of tried to keep it lighthearted and everything and just spend time outside. I mean, we both had a lot of fun all fall. We only got two roosters out of us and one woodcock the whole fall. We did, we went a lot, but that's all we got. But we hey, were that's happy good. With that, so. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's good that, uh, that you're part of NAVDA and you'll be able to get some help with force fetch. You know, the, First time I tried to force fetch my first dog, I didn't have a clue what I was doing, and I I totally screwed it up. So having a mentor walk you through that at NAVDA will really help out. Yeah, I didn't get to meet a lot because I because I kind of joined it mid summer, so I didn't get to meet a lot of the people. Um, I'm gonna you know this I'm gonna hit it right hard and heavy right away in the spring, and I'm gonna try and seek some help with it and get some advice. I also got to tie down and make sure I got, you know, a four or five week period where I can just dedicate myself to just that. Cause I don't want to be breaking in and out of that. Or I need to make sure I hit that every day. Absolutely. Yeah. So kind of to piggyback off what Adam said, I mean, it's, it's really neat hearing guys is your first hunting season. You get a dog, it's his first hunting season, kind of the same time y'all are learning together and you're figuring out how to do it and you're taking your time so it, it's a really fun ride and i hope you're taking your time and enjoying it and just enjoying the process and you're going to learn more and more as you go along and then you're going to be able to apply it to the next dog and so on and so forth so it's it's really neat to hear that you just you got the dog and you just started sitting down to figure it out yourself yep i'm having a lot of fun i already want another one <laughs> it happens it it definitely will you'll get bit by the bug real quick yeah i noticed that it's yeah. a money pit boy let me tell you <laughs> yes we know yeah yes that, <laughs> that we do know well uh tim i appreciate you coming on is there anything else you wanted to share as we wrap this up um no I'm, just have fun with it the dog has fun you have fun that's that's all that matters out of it the, the bird count doesn't matter the pictures you put on social media it's all about just having fun with your dog or for me that is that's how it is so. absolutely i think that's the perfect way to wrap it up it's 100 percent true and again thanks for coming on we enjoyed it and we'll check you back next week appreciate it guys thank you for listening to gdiy if you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy this podcast and would like to contribute even more to future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Gundog It Yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting. 
Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup, just have to replace it again in a year. Go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want. If you're considering changing your dog's food soon, then be sure to check out Yukonuba Pro Performance. Their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance. They also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active. When looking at all the different food options, remember Yukonuba to help power their ultimate performance. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.